Somebody's going to go bridge here. It's better time. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Gone Bridge Podcast, episode 24. My name is Andrew Gardner, joined alongside by Alex Clausen and Steve Brady. Boys, how are we doing today? Pretty good day. You know, Sox are 6-0 and this week, and it's episode two of the week for Gone Bridge. It's the first time ever, so it's a good day. It's a good week. Yeah, I'm feeling like 6-3 and three right now, top of the division, ready to start doing, you know, some above 500 two episodes a week. Excited. I'm totally down for this. I'm loving this Monday recording. I will, I'm down to do this every week. If the Sox keep winning, we keep getting to do this. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, Sox get hot. We get hot. You guys get hot. That's how it works. Everybody's hot. People love Gone Bridge. People love the Red Sox. I don't see anything wrong with that. Uh, the Red Sox, the last time we released an episode, they had swept the Rays. And then they decided to do that again against the Orioles, which was awesome. Uh, can J.D. Martinez be stopped? Apparently not. I, mean, I don't think so. We had a question the last episode. What was it? Like, can he hit 162 doubles? It looks like it. I, th- I think he can. Yeah, I mean, he is absolutely just raking, like, on a historical level just leading the league in almost every offensive category. I think I saw he's not first, he's second. Yeah, no, he is. He's unbelievable. And, you know, we didn't really talk about him too much in our, our previews for the team. I feel like we kind of left him out. I don't know if it was because he had kind of a downspring or if he's the DH and he just kind of fell out of the picture. But I feel like the majority of the times we did talk about him before the season, uh, we were kind of like skeptical on what we might get from J.D., but uh, he made us eat our words, which there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I'd rather have him go absolutely crazy on the field. But, yeah, historic levels. I think I saw that he's got 12 extra base hits in his first eight games, which is like an AL record. I mean, just crazy, crazy stuff. Yeah, yeah we I do. I was, go ahead, Steve. Wait, you're just saying we weren't hating on him or anything. It was no. a little skepticism. He got a yeah. year older. And uh, he had a down year last year, down spring. I had confidence that he was going to bust out of it, but there was a little bit of skepticism there. And I think if anything, he saw a lot of different people in the media and stuff, not that we're the media, but um, he saw a lot of different people maybe doubting him a little bit and he took it to heart, took it personally, as Michael Jordan would say. So uh, I was doing, I was doing some quick maths yesterday and uh, I was averaging out J.D. Martinez's RBIs if he plays 162 games. And the number I came across was 306. Um, so <laughs> That's good. That's really good. That's I think he would, probably, he would probably outpace the leader in, in RBIs by a, a cool 100-plus if he keeps up this record. I would argue that J.D. is like an all-star already. Yeah. I don't – I'm not going to you know, put anything out there because I'm a huge, hugely superstitious. So I'm just going to let J.D. be J.D. He's, he's also really hit more home runs than the Nats, Mets, and Marlins, according to one Steve Perot. That is Steve. That is good. Uh, I mean, yeah, he just like yesterday, he just steps up. And uh, a lot of the times when the ball comes off his bat, you're like, oh, that looks like a fly out. And it just carries, especially these oppo shots. I mean, that's the thing I love about J.D. And they were talking about it a little bit in the broadcasts against the Orioles. And they were just like, Camden Yards is like – tailor-made for his swing and he goes out there and pops three home runs against the Orioles three home runs I wasn't sure if I was gonna ever see that after he who shall not be named unfortunately left the organization 
the, the king of three home runs for the Red Sox. Yeah, it just feels good, man. I was at Hanley's three home run game against uh, the Giants a couple of years ago. I mean, three home runs in a game is rare, but it's an awesome feat. And uh, for JD to do that so early in the season. And then the other guy who also hit two home runs, the father himself, Mr. Raphael Devers. Uh, I mean, listen, he's starting to heat up as well, too. This team, the offense has just been incredible. Yeah, if you weren't aware that Raphael Devers has two small children, you are now. We all discovered that this morning. It was quite the shocking news. Yeah, he posted something on his Instagram story, and I was like, who are these children? Is this like your little <laughs> sisters? What is going on here? But no, yeah, for, for her to be 13 years old with kids is – It's a wild. It's a lot to juggle being an MLB player. The math yeah. doesn't quite add up. Going through puberty, got two kids, got to play MLB baseball every day. I wonder if him and his kids like enjoy the same toys. Like I know Devers was big into the the Woody and Buzz like ear like figurines. You know, I wonder they if definitely all beg for ice cream for dinner. I was mm. gonna say I bet it's ice cream for dinner all the time in the Devers <laughs> house. <laughs> well, Rafi's the one making those decisions, so I mean I don't see why not. Yeah, you got a little rocky road, some strawberry. I'm sure that goes over great. Yeah, but I feel like whenever somebody hits two home runs in a game, obviously it's not actually the case, but I'm usually like. They're going to hit 30. You're, you got two? How many at-bats have you had? How many do you probably have left? You're probably going to hit three. JD had the opportunity to go uh, go for a fourth last night. In fact, he's one of what, like 20, 23 players in Major League history to hit four home runs? I think he did it on the Diamondbacks. Yeah, he did. Like when he oh first God. started getting good. Yeah, yeah. That was uh, that was when he first, like, really started to come on people's radars. Um, but, yeah, I mean – he had two, or Devers had two, Martinez had three. Verdugo had a little, little oppo shot, too. He's been struggling a little bit out of the gates, nothing to worry about, because uh, the overall offense has just been incredible. And the mix between our four like biggest sluggers besides Verdugo, um, Vasquez, Bogarts, Devers, and Martinez, I mean, they've all been incredibly hot and just hitting the ball left and right. Xander hit a home run that game. And Kike might have. I don't know if it was the same game. But I don't think him. Xander had one. I don't know if he did. I'm pretty sure he, Xander had one at least. So we hit like six or seven home runs. Yeah, we, we had a good we had a, we had a good amount. Um, yeah, overall, I, I think everybody's really playing pretty well. Kike is starting to come around. He had a couple knocks on Sunday. Only guy I really want to see a little bit more of, I gotta say, is Hunter Renfro. He's looked uh, a little bit cold so far, but. Again, still early, and we're winning, so that's all that matters. Uh, the the worse Renfro does, the more space there is for Franchi to take over. So Renfro can do what he wants. It's a good oh, point. Man. I mean, Renfro hasn't looked great at the plate, but defensively he's been a lot better than I ever anticipated him looking. Like he's had he gotten a guy out at second, I believe. He made a pretty nice catch in right field when me and Klaus were at the game last Wednesday. I don't know if you remember that, Klausen. Mm-hmm. But He's looked pretty good defensively. I personally really like seeing Kike in the outfield, and I can live with uh, Arroyo and Gonzalez switching off at second base. I don't know, something about Kike in the outfield just, like, sits better with me than him at second. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm totally fine with that. Um, I mean, even Devers, he had that play. What was the game that went into extras? That was Saturday? I think it was Saturday. Yeah. It was 4-3 to three in the ninth, and Devers had just a great – play i think it was first and third mm-hmm. uh a great backhanded play and throw like he was way off into foul territory to get the out um and it ended up 
you know, limiting the Orioles to just the one run and the Red Sox came back and scored in the ninth. Franchi got that knock. I think Marwin had one too there. Uh, and just plays like that have been huge. I mean, a lot of these games haven't even been that close, but the two games during the six game win streak, which have been close, I feel like the clutch plays have been made from different guys and I, I love it. It's a good, good team effort. Yeah. I mean, the entire team needed to get going together because we don't necessarily, I think JD's obviously been unreal to play, but there's not this one guy that needed to just get going. And then all of a sudden we would be good again, but the entire team did. And that's like, I think almost the MO of a Hein Bloom team. And we're looking pretty, pretty good. And we're talking about how good we are and how good the socks are doing. So if you guys were to make like a list where you would rank how good all of the teams in the MLB are, where do you think you would rank the Red Sox? Mm, definitely not 20th. Who would ever rank them 20th? Uh, I would think someone who like doesn't watch baseball. That's what my guess would be. I yeah. mean, even if you don't watch baseball and you just look at the records. Yeah. How are you going to put the Red Sox, who are leading the division in wins, how are you going to put them at 20th? Why? Clawson, Plus, there are 19 you... divisions in baseball. Oh, wait, why are you guys be... acting like... Yeah, I was going to say, Clawson, did you see something where they were 20th? I'm just saying that's kind of an absurd number. Well, why would... So there's, what, six divisions in baseball? Six divisions, five teams, so... And, and we're first in ours. Right? First, right. So I would think, at worst, we're six. Mathematically... You would you would guess that you would you? you would think that maybe seventh if there's like two really good teams in a division. Well, the reason I bring it up is because this little known account, uh, you know, not not hugely into baseball. It's called the MLB. Oh, maybe. they're they're the ones who did those really bad like positional ranking lists too, right? Yeah, and like the World Series posi- uh, predictions for the next ten years. For the next ten years, right? Because that can totally be predicted. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So okay, we're on the same page right now. Yes, I do know uh, that account. They they happen to make one of those lists where they decide who's good and who's not good. Oh, Apparently, like a little a little power ranking thing. Yeah, I think that's what it's called. Okay, so, cool. The power ranking. That's a good word for it. And um, you started at the top. Scroll down. You know, number three team from New York makes no sense the Mets right you would think so right it's the Yankees the Yankees the Yankees have a losing record the Yankees have a losing record oh I know the worst team in the division right now I know isn't the best player hurt right now he was hurt from literally playing the game he was fatigued from playing baseball no other reason yeah so if they're at three notice how I skipped the top two so the Red Sox have got to be Steve does this list go into the negatives or something well, you would like, are we zero? Yeah, I was going to say the Red Sox have got to be than one? higher than one then. Because if no, there's, well, it's got to be because if the Yankees are in worst and the Red Sox are in first, there's three teams in between them. So second, first, zero. The Red Sox have to be in negative one place. I'm going to get straight to the point right now. Okay. Are you guys sitting down? Uh, currently. Buddy, yes. I got nowhere else to be. I'm, if you're listening to this right now. I'm latched, sitting down. latched into my seat. If you're listening and you're not sitting down wherever you are right now, I don't care if you are walking to work on the sidewalk of Boston. I want you to have a seat right now because major league baseball on their list of teams that are good. 
they have the Boston Red Sox division leaders in the AL East, six and three, as the twentieth best. No, yeah. what? what? Yeah, Steve, I'm gonna have to stand up for that. Twenty? They're telling us. Twenty. They're telling us. 20th. You're they're telling me there are 17 better teams between the Red Sox and the Yankees? Steve, There's... I am standing out of my chair because this is so ridiculous. Klaus, I can hardly hear you, and I don't blame you. This is ridiculous. Crazy. I mean, they're telling us that there are 19 teams better than the Boston Red Sox in Major League Baseball. I mean, I, it's honestly baffling that – they would do this. Okay, real t- real talk, though. Like, no sarcastic, like, words here at all. I was literally waking up this morning. I got the alert on my phone about the power ranking. So I was like, oh, let me take a look at this. So I'm like, Red Sox, like, legitimately, I'm like, Red Sox have got to be top five. I mean, six wins in a row. That's the best in the majors right now. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. The kicker, the kicker about our record is that, sure, we have three losses, right? But most but, recently, we handed that team that handed us those three losses, three consecutive losses of their own, and we did that more recently than they did it to us. Should also clarify that the power rankings are for this past week, and we're recording a second episode this week, which means the Red Sox had a good past week, which in fact they didn't lose. But anyway, I'm looking at this list, and I'm – Literally, like, all right, Red Sox got to be top five. And I see the Yankees at three. I don't even remember who's one and two, but I was like, okay, that's wild. First, I almost closed the tab. I almost closed like, the right there. If, if the Rays have to be first. The Orioles have to be first. Everybody in the AL East has to be first. Everybody in the AL East is better than the Yankees right now. It just doesn't make any sense. And then I scroll down to, like, where they literally stop writing articles about the teams because they're so low in the rankings, and the Red Sox were down there. I was like, what the hell is this? 20? 20. Really, really though. Really, though. Not even biasedly as a Red Sox fan. I mean – But we're an unbiased podcast. We're very unbiased. But, I mean, still, that is ridiculous. No, really, though, like, MLB – if you were listening to this, which I know you are, to whom it may concern. This single guy who made the list is definitely listening. Fire that man. Uh, I I hate to correct you, but I believe it's a woman. Dude. Ah, the geez. Got me right there. <laughs> All right. Anyway. I, I'm telling you, we've had two people so far this season who should be fired. Whoever runs those power rankings and the Nesson camera guy. I don't gone. know. Are they, like, purposely making bad lists? Like, honest, like, legitimately. How do you sit down and you're just like, okay, Yankees three. Mm -hmm. Let me think of 17 more teams before the Boston Red Sox. 17. It's more than half the league. I can't believe this woman, who apparently is a woman, um, Gordon Clotson, goes to whoever is supervising her because I assume that the maker of lists is not at the top of the food chain in terms of the MLB. I think that's Rob Manfred's like second position. Yeah. Um, I can't believe that she handed that over to the editor or her supervisor and he or she took it and went, yeah, this is good. This is, we're going <laughs> to, yeah, there's absolutely no shot that just like, Whoever wrote that was the only person who saw that, and then it went up on the site. 
Like that had to go across multiple desks before it got on the MLB.com site. Maybe it was a joke. Maybe they were like, dude, this is going to be great. Honestly, I think their calendars were off by like 11 days. They must think it's April Fool's. I think it was a joke. They were like, dude, this is going to be really funny. They're the hottest team in the entire league right now. I got them at 20. 20. 20. 20. All jokes aside, though, the Red Sox, even before the season, weren't even ranked at like 20. And that's a low ranking for most people, even preseason. And then this team comes out and is blowing expectations out of the water besides that first series. Can you drop them? As young boy NBA once said, it make no sense. It make no sense. So doing a little digging on this reporter, she appears to be an avid Astros fan. So take it's that. Kate Upton. She is an avid Justin Verlander fan. She is also Upton wrote the article. Oh my gosh, that makes so much sense. Wow. But you know what? That list is bad, but you know it's good. The the Sox. The Red Sox pitching staff. Red Sox pitching staff. You know who's like really stood out? Oh. My man Nick Pavetta. He's been pretty good. He's been pretty good. He had one little uh little hiccup, little three run blast. One one bad inning. One bad inning. Hey, you can't win them all. Actually, he has won them all, but you can't win every inning. Uh Nick Pavetta, fantastic. Fantastic. He's just like fiery. The one thing that gets me a little nervous is his control. But, uh, man, I like the emotion. He throws fast, and he gets guys out. It's what you look for in a pitcher. He cares. That's my he main does. thing. He cares. He wants to be good. He wants the Red Sox to be competitive and to be good. And I think that he's going to go out there, and regardless of whether or not he's pitching his best, I think he's going to try and put us into a position where we can win the game, where the game is at least winnable, and that's all you can really ask out of our what number four starter, I guess, at this point. I don't know if Garrett Richards is for real, our number three starter. That seems like a laughable joke to me, but um, he has been for some reason. If this, if the person who makes the MLB.com list is in charge of putting the Red Sox starting pitchers in order, I think she would put Garrett Richards as number one. Yeah. She but probably put Nick Pavetta as number 20. I would think so. Yeah. Probably. Uh, yeah, I mean, Richards, honestly, when did he pitch? Saturday? All these, This whole series against Baltimore just blends together. It's all wins. It's all wins. Yeah. Uh, I think he pitched Saturday. Uh, he shaved the mustache, thank goodness, because that thing was disgusting. You called it last episode. Yeah, what did I say? That's got to go? Yeah, it's exactly what you said. I, hey, listen. I don't, Garrett Richards, pretty, mustache, man. Go. Garrett Richards, avid listener of Gone Bridge. He took our advice, and it's like, okay. Um, but I mean, he had a bad first inning. He gave up home runs to, uh, I think Mancini had one. I don't remember who else. Yeah, he did. Shout probably, out to probably, um, I can't remember, uh, his name, but yeah, I mean, he turned around, he, uh, won five innings, didn't get the win, but, uh, he turned it around and the Red Sox won. Fortunately, we missed out on Perez day today. I think he'll pitch tomorrow. They're allegedly talking about. A... Have, we, have we have we even talked about what happened today yet? No, we have not. Okay. Real, real quick, though, real quick. Uh, if the Red Sox could also trade for Cedric Mullins, that would be awesome. Like, I don't think that man has got out all year. That was super random, but... <laughs> are, you, are you sure he hasn't? I mean, he's hitting 459. 
So that leaves another 549 points for him to get out. Some would say that. But, yeah, Cedric Mullins is just light, lighting the scene on fire. Anyway, sorry, that was super random. But, yeah, Steve, take it away with what happened today. That was – You know who would also be a great addition to the roster? Mike Trout. Ted Williams. Ted Williams. <laughs> Shout out. Shout out science. There's currently – I've heard that they're working on putting the head back on, like, uh, a body. I thought they were just going to, like, rebreed him. Just take his DNA and <laughs> like Jurassic Park style. Yeah, pretty much. Just like copy his DNA and give it to somebody. That'd yeah. be cool. I'd be with it. Yeah, no. Ted Williams was good away from Frenchie, though. Are you okay with that? Huh? You could take minutes away from Frenchie. No, you could take uh you could just move Kike to second. Then you could just have Ted Williams, Verdugo, and Frenchie in the outfield. All right. All right. That's fine. Uh, yeah. today. no socks today we were waiting until after the game to record and about five minutes before the game was supposed to start the game was postponed due to uh, political and riot reasons in Minnesota um, and yeah it was just a really odd scene because they did the national anthem all the players were ready to go and in fact, they didn't even announce that it was like postponed at the ballpark until like 30 minutes after first pitch was supposed to start. Like people were just sitting there waiting. Yeah, that was weird. It was probably because they didn't want people to freak out and they mm-hmm. were trying to figure out how they can make the situation go as smoothly as possible. And I don't think anything bad happened at the park today. So no. Mission well, accomplished. Mission accomplished. Yeah, they had moved. All the games were starting, I believe, at 2 o'clock this series. I mean, they're still scheduled to start at 2 o'clock because um, I think there's a curfew right now in Minneapolis. Um, so they had already kind of put it into consideration, like the events and what had happened. I just thought it was it was interesting that they postponed the game like literally 10 minutes before it was supposed to start. But uh, it's going to be interesting. Uh, the time we're recording this right now, we don't have any more like information on what's going on in the series. Um, but there's been some talk about maybe moving it to Fenway instead because I don't really know how much better things are going to get for tomorrow. So yeah, the two we'll things see. I saw uh, most prominently were move the series to Fenway, MLB's considering it, and tomorrow, regardless of location, a two seven inning games for doubleheader day. Ugh, I cannot stand the seven inning doubleheader. Can't stand I actually it. don't mind it. I'd rather sit through 14 innings than 18 innings of baseball if it's a doubleheader. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like it's weird to me that in the sixth inning you got to start like thinking, oh, we only get one more ups. Uh, I mean, it would be like hockey. I mean, playing like two periods, two two period games. It would be like that, right? It's kind of, I don't know. Or kinda... like football, playing like two three quarter games. Yeah, these are both good comparisons. That's a good point. Maybe, maybe like in cricket, until like one of the teams half gives up. What if they played like one really long game? <laughs> eighteen. That would actually be cool. Imagine one kind of one eighteen inning game that counts for two wins. Right. How about eighteen innings? Because that right. would be an absolute marathon. That would take like <laughs> okay. Hours. One 14 inning game that counts for two wins. So you just like sandwich that. them together. Just like, I like that. Yeah, you would. That would the strategy on that would honestly be insane. 
<laughs> you handle your bullpen and stuff. You could have like you could have like uh, so it would have been Perez starting. So it would have been like Perez and then Erod coming out in like the sixth yeah. to the twelfth. You definitely need like a long reliever to pop in after your. That'd target. be sick. That would be cool. That would be awesome. That's you could do it like you could just burn your whole bullpen. Like you'd have Perez go for six innings and then for like five in or I don't. How does the math work out? That would be eleven total innings. Yeah, no more. Like. Perez on one end and then Erod on the other end. Each of them fill four innings and then the bullpen fills like six. You're like sandwiching? Yeah. So like Erod with like the 12 out save? Yes. Okay. Awesome. The 12 out save. The ever electric 12 out save. You would have to give them the day off. Like, yeah. Oh, a thousand percent. I miss, honestly, I can't believe that even like 10 to 15 years ago, they used to have built in double headers. Like oh, they would actually, they would actually schedule those in. Like that's crazy. Okay, we're like nuts. Hey, Red Sox, you're playing two games. You're playing two Good games luck. today. It's crazy. I mean, remember, like, I mean, uh, like I played hockey up through high school and also baseball up until like beginning of high school. And I mean, there were times where we'd have two games for hockey, and I was just like exhausted. I can only imagine playing two games in the MLB, and it's a it's a wild take for professional athletes to be, uh, you know, playing two games in the same day. Yeah, NFL players are mad that they have to play a 17th game in the regular season. <laughs> and also are losing the preseason game. Still equals 20 games. So. It's wild. Shout out NFL. Um, yeah. Josh Taylor also is not good at pitch. Uh Bobby Dahlbeck has also not been great at hit. Bobby Dahlbeck, what is going on? He almost had his first home run. He missed it by about three feet. I don't know if he, like, I don't know. It's still early. That's going to be what I'm saying for the next, like, week, two weeks. He's, been, thought, great with, he's been great with the glove, though. Like, he's got to be leading the league in scoops at first base. I every think time I, Every time I watch a game, it's a, lot, it's a grounded a Rafi, and then Rafi will throw it at his shins, and he's got to scoop it. So my interpretation of that was that um, – Devers thinks that when Bobby scoops the ball from his throw, he gets an extra scoop of ice cream for dinner. So he's purposely been like leaving the throw short. I think that's realistic. That's just been my understanding of the situation. Yeah. Bobby defensively looks good. Not that first base is the most defensive oriented position in baseball, but it's looked good. Probably saved Devers a couple errors already this season and he looks pretty overmatched I think is the best word at the plate just like he he just has to figure it out I don't know what the issue is because he just looks so much better in his first six games obviously when he got called up last season he was raking in spring training so I don't know what the problem is MLB players get into a slump it's a long season don't give up on Bobby yet no, I mean, that's the thing is that you can uh, – I mean, if this was happening in the middle of the season where you had a little eight-game scuffle like this, that would be one thing. But I think just everything is amplified right now because it's the beginning of the season. You know, would people be talking about JD's streak if it was in the middle of the season as much as they are now? Probably not. Um, but, yeah, I think you just got to give them time. We'll see what happens. The hits will come, but yeah, Steve, overmatched is just a good a good word to use. Um, just he kind of steps up, and you're like, oh, it's either going to be a ground out or a strikeout. Yeah, he'll figure it out. 
He'll figure it out. Um, we won our fantasy baseball game. That was pretty cool. Actually, yeah. Killed it. The fantasy baseball league that we're in. Yeah, this week we played the Steel. The Steel. Yeah, go check out the Steel podcast. Even though they're losers because we beat them. <laughs> Fucking, we smoked them too. We <laughs> yeah, we them. did. Last thing just. Dropped an f bomb for I think the first time out of any three of us on this yeah, podcast. Uh, do you edit that out? Like I don't know how these things work. No, I mean, I could. I don't know if it matters. I think it's fine. Yeah, I, I got to put a little explicit. Now, when I upload this clause, I got to put the explicit tag next to it. How do you yeah, feel about that? Myers Anderson and the Carabas episode. Both of those guys also. Oh, all right, we're fine then. I don't think people are going to be coming for an X. I think you're fine. Uh, we won eleven. <laughs> we won eleven to two to one. On bridge is a wagon, bro. So we won in the hits, runs, home runs, RBI, average, OPS, uh, K's, quality starts, wins, ERA, and whip categories. The so only... we basically just murdered them in every important category. We absolutely category. killed them. The only categories we lost were saves. We lost three to two and holds because their entire pitching staff were like middle relievers. So, so and then we... if we were a team, our starting rotation would be fantastic. Our lineup is a wagon, and our bullpen sucks. Our bullpen, our bullpen's suck. our bullpen's good. good. Um, we have Barnes now. Yes, we picked up Matt Barnes. Uh, Who, I, I have, we haven't talked about him yet, but uh, he has been he's been woohoo, baby. Probably Matt Barnes, one of the best relievers in the entire league. He's just struck out pretty much every single person that has come up to the plate. He's yeah. like, hey, you want to hit? Nope. Go sit back down. He has looked really, really good. Um, yeah, he got us uh, this week for fantasy. We had him for four innings and nine strikeouts. That's pretty good. He also got us a win. Uh, some of our other big contributors, Devers had a good week, couple home runs. Cronenworth, 13 for 37 in our lineup. Um, who else? Shohei, uh, Acuna almost hit 500. I would – think that's good um we, we destroyed the steel podcast and that day acuna hit two home runs we accidentally left him on the bench yeah we we did <laughs> um and so this week i don't think we started otani for one of those games he went off either i think we left otani on the bench for one of the home runs too we at least left three home runs on the bench this week but uh what are you gonna do got the win pesky polk podcast also won so i can't wait to leave are matched up I think them. we're playing them week four, so two more weeks. How, how much did they win by? What was their score? Maybe we'll have Robert on and we can talk some trash or something. Yeah, that's a good idea. Um, uh, let's see. This app is just great. I love ESPN Fantasy. Uh, I have no idea how to access his scores. Oh, wait, hold on. Um, there we go. Uh, he won seven to five to two. It's too close. We were actually – we had the best margin of victory. Because we are the best. He, he only won – he has Mark, he has JD on his team. He also has Garrett Richards. Yikes. It's a tough one. Um, yeah. I guess not. Oh, wait. Can we – here, doesn't he? He has Whitlock too. Are we able to take – oh, this is crap. They locked all our Red Sox guys in the lineup for today. So we can't oh. take out Fra- – we can't take out Devers. Can't take out Franchi. Doesn't matter. Boo. Uh, this week we were playing the Deep Fryer podcast, uh, who's a Padres podcast. So should be a good uh, good they matchup. Go. They lost last week. Sure. They're actually last in their standings. I want to beat 
the deep fryer because they have Dono or Solo now, and they do hate them for it. They also have he has Mike Yastrzemski on his team. That's our friend. Shout out Mike Yastrzemski. <clears throat> um, <laughs> what else do we got this week? Um, Should we close at the ninth? Uh, yeah, we can do that in just a second. Let me just go over. Uh, Michael Chavis pinch ran. That was electric. Um, oh, MLB replay also really stinks. I feel like most things in the MLB kind of stink. <laughs> you slap the MLB name on it, and it's just like, okay, it's not going to work. Not going to work. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, real quick, can I get some opinions on why the Yankees have a losing record? I was a little bit confused by that. Because they're bad. They're terrible. I wish there was a Yankee podcast in this fantasy baseball league because there's a lot of Red Sox fans in it. I really would like to just mess with a Yankee fan. I think there's like two or three podcasts that are split in half. It's half Yankees, half Red Sox. I don't know how that works. Really? Really? It's setup. We never work in person. How, how would that? I, I don't. I, it's like trying to mix oil and water. Yeah. Hmm. Nonsense. Try and turn on your stove and see what happens when you do that. Just kidding. Don't do that. I will not be held liable. For that. <laughs> no, that works. What? If you put like olive oil and water, have you ever made rice on the stove before? Actually, I'm sorry. I, I was thinking of a grease. I was thinking of a grease fire. Yeah, you, you don't know how science works. Hey, you don't know how grease works. Shout out grease. 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 Let's go. It's the nickname of Steve's apartment. For, yeah. We're wondering. Low key though. Loki on the Loki. You got to you, you get through 30 minutes of this episode to hear that. So probably not a lot of people. Yeah. It's okay. Um, the loyal listeners. Um, yeah, I don't got too much else. Just closing out the ninth. Yeah, we'll uh, – so the, the way this works with our two episodes is that we'll kind of save all our other big segments for – our main Friday episode and the one on Monday or Tuesday, whenever we release it, will be a little bit shorter. So, time to close out the ninth. Closing the ninth. Two Get things. Full pitcher related. Musgrove. Padres. No hitter. Boom. First one of their franchise history. I think they've had a lot of games played. Mm. Crazy. At, at least one. Yeah. That one. Don Orsillo's call on that was just chills yeah electric electric factory if you don't watch the video watch it uh another pitching related news trevor bauer under investigation go back and listen to episode like nine nine of this podcast episode nine we actually did an entire episode on that it's called bauer's secret stuff and i have a really enticing theory about what his plan is that you should definitely go listen to and it looks like it might be coming to fruition a little bit here. So he's under investigation because he's got some sticky stuff that he uses. Not supposed to use the sticky stuff. Oh, that's why we named the episode that. Yeah, Bauer's secret stuff. Um, you're not supposed to use it. MLB's gonna know. He's gonna know. <laughs> Steve, I'm actually gonna piggyback right off of you for my closing out the ninth thought. Um, so last night I was browsing through youtube and i came across trevor bowers youtube page which i don't know if you guys have ever watched that mm-hmm. I've seen very 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 interesting vlogs i really enjoyed them um and i just 
I wish more guys did stuff like that. As much as Trevor Bauer can be a pain in the ass sometimes. Uh, I mean, his like perspective on just everything, like uh, I just, I found it very interesting. And then also the other minor thing that I found really weird uh, was in Oakland when the players walk out of the visiting like clubhouse, they have to walk down this hallway and there's tape laid down the middle of the hallway. Like, the hallway can't be more than like four feet wide and fans walk on one half of the hall and the players have to walk on the other half of the hallway. Cause that's the only way they can get to the dugout. It's like wild. So you just like walk down and it's just like Timmy and his dad walking down to their seats. Just a wild Crazy. setup. Wild setup. That is wild. Anyways. Uh, my closing out the ninth, I was watching Sunday night baseball last night and I think Angel Hernandez found his way behind the plate because Alec Bohm was definitely out, never touched the plate, and they called him safe. So I don't know what was going on there, but that was an awful call. Angel Hernandez, I didn't realize that was him behind the plate, but that would explain everything. I don't know if it actually was, but if it wasn't, it was him in a mask. Mm. Yeah, I don't know how they get that call like that. I mean, it's just awful. MLB review system is god-awful, but most review systems in any sport are pretty bad. They should just – I mean, the whole the whole call on the field, inconclusive thing, where if there's not enough evidence to overturn the call on the field, then they just keep it. Whoever's in New York should just probably forget about the call on the field and make their own decision because they have all the camera angles and stuff, and they're the people in New York that they call and are supposed to get the call right. So, I don't know, use your own discretion. Who cares if Angel Hernandez made a terrible call and like you're not sure if you should reverse it? Just do it. Just make your own decisions. Good point, Steve. Yeah. Anyways. I'm mad. I I don't blame you. At least it wasn't the Red Sox. Anyways, if you enjoyed this episode, uh, go follow us on Instagram at Gombridge Podcast. We've been posting a lot of good stuff over there. And Twitter at Gombridge, where you can find some live updates from the Red Sox games. Also, what are we we doing another live stream this week? Yeah, if uh, the Red Sox end up playing, we'll probably have to make a game time decision on that one. All right, well, look out. We'll be doing maybe another live stream this week because those have been fun. And download our episodes on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And we appreciate all the reviews on Apple Podcasts as well. And we'll be back on Friday for episode 25. Hopefully the Red Sox will be playing by. Anyways, see ya.